the world is crying out for heroes to stand up. So if you're a real estate agent, maybe just set the bar a little bit higher and set the bar to be the hero in the area you operate in. And social media gives you a great opportunity to do that. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. My guest today is Steve Carroll, who is well known to many for his lengthy involvement in the industry. Steve has held top tier leadership positions for many companies that you all know, including realestate.com.au, while his passion for digital and technology has seen him liaise with the top tech giants across the world, including Google, LinkedIn, and Facebook. In addition, Steve founded the coaching program that is Digital Live with its charitable initiative, The Ride to Provide. And that felt like a really long intro for someone we know ridiculously well. So welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you very much. And thank you for the t-shirt. You do wear it very well. That's going to come across very well on the video. That was a long intro, but there's a lot of experience to pack in there um, from you. And I want to ask you, because the Ride to Provide and Digital Live was affected last year by the COVID um pandemic and you had to cancel a few things. But tell me a little bit more about what's happening with the Ride to Provide because there's going to be one happening next year, isn't there? Absolutely. Well, look, we're on a mission or um, I'm on a mission to uh, try and rally the real estate industry to help uh, provide uh, two or three hundred kids who live in um, orphanages in Thailand with uh, the ability to have access to education. And um, there's two things that we do. We we organise uh, an annual bike ride and uh, an annual bike ride for just ordinary people. We're not interested, in, Sam, in people that go out on a Saturday and Sunday and they're lycra like with their $3,000 uh, bike. We're just after ordinary people. And over the last two or three years, we've put this ride on through or four times and we've had over a hundred real estate professionals different shapes ages sizes who have come along and uh, on top of that we have the education event which we run annually and when you put those two together we've raised just over a million dollars which has helped us uh, uh, or helped us build a school over in one of the orphanages in Thailand that's run by hands across the water and um, yes we were massive impacted in 2020. We're still impacted in 2021, but we're going to come back strong in 2022 and continue our good work and fly in the Australian uh, real estate flag in, flag in, in Asia. Are you in training already for that? No, I'm not in training. So we've had to put the, the date. So the bike ride um, was, was planned for March. 
Then we pushed it through to July. Now we've made a decision to make it August 2022. So fingers crossed. I've already got close to 40 real estate professionals signed up for that. Some of them I know have started training. Some of them haven't even started training. Peloton's just come to Australia, so the timing's perfect. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so... August 2022, hopefully there'll be 50 of us uh, pounding the, the the roads of rural Thailand in the uh, um, quest to help these kids get access to education. So I remember talking to you after the, the last ride to provide and, and you came back almost a changed man from it. Um, what were some of the highlights for, for you? Just, I mean, I mean, I, I kind of want to spread the word out there as well because we've got a few spots for 2022. They're going to be hard to come by, so we want people to jump on now. What were the, what were the big takeaways for you? Big takeaways. Good question. So takeaway number one, it's amazing what people can achieve. So, you know, we had honestly ordinary people turn up with very little experience and the thought the the thought of riding 80 kilometers five days or 100 kilometers I should say five days in a row put the fear of God in in so many of them but every single person cracked it and so key key learning number one was when you put your mind to it you can achieve massive things I sec- I think the second key thing was if you can get rid of ego, Sam, now there's there's a lot of ego in real estate and uh, every single ride that I do, we spend the first day trying to get ego away. And once you get ego out of the picture, again, you can achieve so much. Yeah, definitely. And I think last year you also told me that you completed with you completed the ride, sorry, with your daughter. I did. So one one of the great things about the bike ride is we live in a very fast-paced world. We live in a world packed with technology and all uh, sometimes I sit at home and I look at my wife, she's on a phone, I look at my daughter, she's on a phone, my two boys, they're on their phone. I'm probably picking up the phone and and communication is doesn't exist. And so what we found with the bike ride is we've had a number of examples where mums and daughters or mums and sons or dads and daughters or dads and sons have connected on this bike ride and the feedback is what an amazing time spending five six seven quality days without technology out of our comfort zone um it's been amazing and i have to say that that my daughter and i we did the ride together in 2019 and our relationship uh, really bonded over that period of time. And riding into the orphanage with Annie and seeing the kids so happy to see the arrival of 50 real estate agents from Australia was something I'll remember for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you even got some really good press for agents on the 10 News. I remember seeing you, the 10 News crew showed up to your home, and which is really good because it's normally crazy Jim Sh- Grimshaw in a current affair. That's right. Yeah, no, we had, um, and the the interesting thing about we had Channel Ten and the film crew turn up, and the interesting thing was I was actually in plaster because I had a little accident, which was nothing to do with the bike ride, but I rolled my ankle, and so uh, they were trying to get me to ride in on a bike, which was really pretty hard when you had a plaster cast up to your knee. But uh, yeah, we made Channel Ten news, which was uh, really good. Amazing, amazing. Well, if I, I guess we'll leave some links in the show notes to all of 
of your contact details and stuff like that. So if anyone wants to get involved in the in the digital live bike ride, um, contact Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me. And uh, and honestly, our oldest rider last year was Frank Newton from uh, from LJ Hooker over in Perth, seventy four years of age. And our youngest rider was uh, Tom Sacco, who's the son of Adrian Sacco from. Uh, one agency in Sunbury in Melbourne, and he was 14. So it is a ride for everybody. All right. Okay. So we'll um, I'll get Mark on it as well then. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so since you left REA, I think it was last year. It might have. Back I don't end know. Of time, 2019. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, time ten, flies, ten years, doesn't it? Yeah. Ten years. And since then, you've been busy with a few other things, not just digital live, but you've also joined um, a new startup. Homeloop in a bit of an advisory capacity. So can you share a little bit about what Homeloop does and what your role is there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if I, if you don't mind, I'll just go back a couple of steps. So I left REA after 10 years, had uh, 10 phenomenal years working at realestate.com.au, started a new job in Dubai. And uh, so Property Finder is the number one real estate portal in Dubai and started that job, got there, found accommodation, met some clients, and then COVID hit. And uh, and so that was cut short. Um, I think I was uh, on their books for about five or six weeks and then came back to Australia. And so I spent most of 2020 just uh, looking at technology, I've always been interested and fascinated by what technology can do for in uh, for, for business, particularly real estate. And so I spent a lot of time in 2020, 2020 just checking out what everybody was talking about, uh, listening to more podcasts than I probably normally listen to. And I came across this piece of technology called Home Loop, and I was really attracted to Home Loop because it solved, in my mind, one of the biggest problems we have in real estate, and that is the communication between buyers and agents. So if you if you think about the number of buyers that turn up to open for inspections on Saturday and then hear nothing. The agent doesn't call them or the agent is super busy and doesn't have time to speak to them. And it is a process that is broken in the industry. And and, and Homeloop and the founders of Homeloop have produced a piece of technology that enables people that have attended OFIs through tech to give instant feedback to the agent. So they don't even need to talk to the agent. They can, through technology, say, I really like this property can this happen next or this property wasn't for me i'm looking for something that is looks like this or looks like that and that information goes straight back to the agent crm now the great thing about that sam is is it's very rare i speak to an agent who likes doing callbacks on Monday. And one of the reasons they don't like doing callbacks on Monday, apart from the fact that you end up talking to voicemail after voicemail, is you don't know who to call first. If you've had 150 people through your open for inspections, who's really hot? Who's just a tie kicker? Who do you call first? Who do you call last? And so the home loop technology gathers instant feedback and obviously that goes back to uh, the CRM, which enables the agent to look at the CRM yeah. and say, well, this person, this person and this person are the people that I'm going to speak to first. Yeah. So you can see what they think, what the consumer thinks the home is worth and any other, you know, it would be worth this much if if 
the bathroom got fixed or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Sam, if if you came with with Mark to look at a property and the the feedback that you gave the agent through tech to say, hey, I love this property and I'd like this to happen next. When I fo- when the agent follows you up, the script is going to be different to someone else who's been to see the same property to say, it's not for me. It, 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 the bedrooms are too small. It's, it's too close to the train station. So when the agent rings that person, the, the script, the dialogue is different to when they ring you. So what, what the Home Loop technology does is it just makes that whole communication loop between agent and buyer or property manager and, and, and tenant so much much more seamless and brings it into the 21st century. So this is why I've heard sort of murmurs around um, it being like the tinder of real estate because you can actually sort of rate the property on how much you like it. That's right. Well, really interesting you should say that. So we've just spent um, uh, a considerable amount of money researching users that have used the home loot technology and overwhelmingly... Uh, one piece of feedback is we love the swipe left, swipe right technology or functionality. So if we if if the property is not for me, we swipe left. If the property is for me, we swipe right. And we tried various different ways to give up, uh, various different ways to give buyers uh, the ability to give feedback. Click here, yes. Click here, no. Uh, move here or move. What they loved was the swipe left, swipe right. Now, whether or not that's the Tinder effect, I don't know. Yeah. But that's the way that home loop works. Yeah, interesting. And so what's it like being at the helm of a startup, if you like, compared to being an established brand? Like how has that sort of has has that changed been? Oh, massive. It's been a ma- huge learning curve for me. So I I've I've been very fortunate to work for three or four of the biggest media companies in the world. I've worked in Asia, in Australasia, in, in Europe, and I've always worked for for media giants that have got processes and practices in place. Uh, they've got uh, HR departments, marketing departments, PR departments, communication departments, and and everything on the whole works so so swimmingly well. The learning for me is when you work uh, in a startup, you have to do everything. Yeah. You, you you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do the other. And also, you've got to be prepared to make changes really quickly. One of the great things about working in this startup arena, which is really new for me, is when we get feedback from research, we can quickly make changes. Changes that would probably take three or four months working at News Corp or REA, and that's not a criticism of News Corp or REA. It's just the beast of the business that they they are. When you're working for a company that is owned by a family, if you want to move something from here to here or you want to change some wording or you want to change an image – it can be done instantly, and that's one of the great things. Um, the, one of the great things about working in this startup space. Yeah, it's very different. I remember doing making the same change myself from you know big company into a lead agent, and it's you know where's we'll get someone to help me with that. No, wait, there's nobody there. You are you are the you are the PA. <laughs> yeah. You make your own, own bookings. Yeah, and, that's it. Uh, and I think I think the other the, the other thing that I've learned is you've got to. I mean, Todd Panos often says this. You've got to. Uh, make rejection your best friend because when you're trying to 
pitch or sell something that has no track record, it's a lot harder than than selling something that has got a track record. And so the rejection, uh, the the rejection volumes of thanks, Steve, but not for me is really, really high. And you've got to be really strong and bounce back and continue to uh, reimagine your approach to, to keep moving forward. I was thinking about that, thinking about what is the takeaway for agents here. And I guess it's about personal brand, isn't it? Because a lot of people knew you from REA and you've always had such a great personal brand in the industry. And so, you know, when you say it's it's Steve Carroll from, from Home Loop, people still recognize Steve Carroll. And I'm just thinking with agents, is there a takeaway there for, for people that might be moving areas or changing indus- changing offices or something like that? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, th- I mean, without without question, the uh, ability to call a customer and say, hey, it's Steve Carroll here. I'm uh, advising uh, this company called Homeloop. I really like the technology. I'd like to come and present it to you. The great thing is, more often than not, I get in the door. The downside of that is because I've represented REA and I've represented News Corp and whenever I would go out and present something, it would be of the highest quality and everything worked, the expectation from agents and principals is it's going to be the same. And so and so, um, it, it's, it's really important to uh, explain to customers that I'm not representing a big brand here. This is a tech startup and most things are working seamlessly well, but clearly there are going to be things that are not working well because we're new yeah. and you just got to uh, live with that. But that's probably something that uh, people didn't associate with me when I worked with REA because by the time we launched something, it had been tested a thousand and one times and it worked. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk digital because the landscape's changed a bit again in the last 18 months with lockdowns and all that sort of thing. Where do you think agents should be directing their digital focus at the moment? Very interesting. So one of the one of the key things I was thinking about in in the car coming down to see you today Sam was how fast everything is moving. Now, I know everybody bangs on about that and beats that drum, but let me just give you an example. So the the founders of Homeloop did some research just after COVID had started, before we really understood the impact COVID was going to have. And they did some research with uh, consumers on the technology they wanted to bring to market. And, um, and what we've learned, because we've just completed another round of research, was what was acceptable in the middle of 2020 is not acceptable in the middle of 2021. Why is that? Because expectations have gone up another level, particularly around speed and particularly around personalization. And so it's it's incredible that we're having to re-engineer some of the functionality on home loop with things that were good enough 15 months ago that are no longer good enough be- today because of the expectations that that have changed as I was as I was explaining. So for me 
my advice to real estate agents is keep looking at the practices and processes that you've got in place and ask yourself this question. Have Has this practice or this process evolved in the last 18 months? And if it hasn't, just check in to make sure that you're not falling behind the eight ball. It's interesting that you say that you've done research like within 12 months because it occurred to me, I don't know, at some point last year that agents listen to other agents a lot, probably more agents than consumers. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that you survey your customers like every 12 months, because if for things to have changed that rapidly, it's probably about time everyone started talking to consumers again, yeah? 100%. And look, I think, I think consumer behaviour is changing for two reasons. One is COVID. And, and without question, we're all having to live our lives differently and expectations have, have, have changed naturally. But the other, the other driver of that is we're spending more time on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram. We were talking about those platforms off air, yeah? Yeah. They are so good at moving and raising the bar. So if Facebook produce a feature or a piece of functionality that takes personalization to another level, then guess what? All of the consumers that use Facebook expect that from all of the other services and providers that they they um, that they work with. So that puts pressure on companies like Homeloop or any real estate um, business to make sure you're continuing to reimagine, reinvent and move because Facebook are, are raising the bar. And if you fall behind, then you're going to be in the eyes of the consumer offering an inferior service or product. It's interesting too with um, with lockdowns and things like that. You see some agents who are quite happy to take a leadership position digitally and talk to their market about what's going on. You see some agents sort of putting their head in the sand and hoping it's all just going to blow over. And you know you're seeing some agents that are sort of in between the two. Um, what are some tips that you could give agents to actually, you know. I don't know, take back the narrative, I guess, from some of the, the mainstream news providers, because if people don't get their news from an agent, they're going to get them, they're going to get it from somewhere else. So, Well, let, let me firstly say this, Sam, um, I, I don't doubt that it's, it's tough. It's tough for a lot of people. There have been days that I've woken up and thought, do I actually want to get out of bed? Yeah, the motivation, the spark has, has just not been there. And, and and that's not like Steve Carroll at all. I mean, right. you know, I've always been the sort of person that wants to get out Riding of bed. Across yeah. Thailand. And and but but when your bike ride, your charity bike ride keep, keeps getting moved back and your digital live education event keeps getting moved back, um, it does take its toll. So I think the first thing I'd say. Uh, the first thing I would um, say is this, don't be embarrassed um, if you're feeling a bit down. And my advice would be talk to a friend, talk to a colleague, talk to someone. I, 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 every week I go out with uh, with Brad Robson, who is uh, a principal up at Place, and I just find him really energising. So I love spending a week walking the dogs with him because it just helps me focus. And so I've chosen to sort of tag on with Brad, and hopefully that Brad would say the same, that my company in, in, inspires him. Um, I've kind of forgotten the, uh, the, the the question. I think it was tips, tip, tips and advice. This is the big tip. So one of the things that 
that I learned in 2020 is one of the most popular searches on Google during COVID was the search for heroes. Now, that might be a, a, a fictitious hero like Spider-Man, or it might be a real hero like Nelson De Mandela, or it might just be your mother or your brother or, or somebody very special. And when I dug a lot deeper to find out, well, what, why is this trend of searching for heroes going up and up and up, the answer was when people are living in a world of worry, uh, uncertainty, uh, inconsistency, and we're all living in that now, they want to hang out with heroes. They want to hang out with special people. And so one of the talks that I've been uh, delivering uh, through webinars and the occasional stage appearance is why not be the hero in the eyes of your customer? Because you can wake up and say, I want to be uh, seen as the real estate agent, or you can wake up in the morning and say, I I'm going to be the hero in the eyes of these buyers or these sellers. So um, the world is crying out for heroes to stand up. So if you're a real estate agent, maybe just set the bar a little bit higher and set the bar to be the hero in the area you operate in. And social media gives you a great opportunity to do that because you can do some really great things. You can do weekly updates, daily updates. Lisa Novak does that pretty well. And so many other agents do that well. Just keep in with the community and keep letting them know what's happening. Yeah. From your time with Digital Live, do you have any tips to help agents get more confident on camera? Because I think still it's like it's it's a really hard thing, even though we all know that we should be doing more video and things like that to promote our personal brand. What are some tips? Um, you know, because you're a great presenter and stuff. What are your tips for getting more confident in on these mediums? Well, it's like riding a bike or learning to play golf. You've just got to do it. But I would, I would say this, and if I may, I'm, I'm just going to make reference to uh, the bike ride. So one of the things that astounded me was of that million dollars plus that we've raised for the Australian charity Hands Across the Water, a large percentage of that one million dollars has been raised by doing footage whilst people have been bike riding. And when you've just come off a bike, after 60 or 70 kilometers, you're red-faced, the makeup has disappeared, you're sweaty, you're smelly, and people see you uh, in the real. You're as authentic as you possibly can be. And do you know what? When people post authentic videos with errors, with mistakes, not looking your best, we saw the donations just go higher and higher and higher, yeah? People love people to be authentic and real. So I think one of the things that puts people off from getting behind a camera is they think that that they're, they're looking, their forehead's looking a bit shiny or their nose is looking a bit big or their chin is hanging down. But do you know what? It doesn't matter. Just be you, just be real because the research that I saw at realestate.com.au, the work that I've done with Digital Live would say that people want to see the real Steve Carroll. They don't want to see a made-up Steve Carroll. And so just give it a go. 
that's really good advice. And so what do you see the big challenges for agents are going to be over the next, because we're not out of the woods yet with COVID, are we? Like, you know, as we sit here and record this, there's lockdowns over half the country. And I think the biggest challenge is going to be motivation and self-belief. So we can talk about the biggest challenge is going to be finding your next listing or the biggest challenge is going to be um, pressure on commissions. And that that's all very true. But I think one of the biggest challenges we're all going to, we all face, whether or not we're real estate agents, property managers, or editors of brilliant uh, magazines like Elite, it is keeping that mojo, keeping that motivation. And, um, you know, I, I think that it, it's so important to um, have a goal, have a purpose, and, um, and, 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 and if you're struggling, have the confidence to go and talk to somebody to uh, give you that um, pick-me-up or whatever you want. Yeah, I think talking about it is actually the first step, isn't it? Talking about it, writing it down. Exactly. And then, look, it, it, you should, no one should be embarrassed if they feel as though they're functioning at 40% or they're 50%. Because I tell you what, uh, there have been days where I've been like that. And even, uh, I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, I bet any money if you had Tom Panos in, in here and we, we see Tom uh, 100% all of the time, there will be days where Tom is off colour and so even people like him have those days so if people are feeling not on the page don't be embarrassed about it but whatever you do don't uh, keep it to yourself go and have a chat with somebody because there's a lot of great people out there who can give you a hand yeah absolutely you can call Steve and I we'll have a coffee with well, you well exactly but if they call me of course I'll, I will be saying what you need is to come ride. on the bike ride <laughs> absolutely I think everyone's been warned um, so I've got to ask with uh, you, did, you did say that Digital Live has been delayed a couple of times the event Digital Live yep. the education program so um, that is going to be back on again in 2022 well what a what I was saying, saying to, to to Mark before we went on air, so I did a visit to uh, the amazing venue for Digital Live that was supposed to be at the end of August, um, so in three weeks' time, at the Australian Film uh, Television Radio School, uh, an amazing venue, and and uh, they're a big supporters of Digital Live. They're big supporters of, of of education. So I did a site visit, got everything sorted for August the twenty. 24th, 2021. Guess what happens two days later? Bondi <laughs> happens and we have to redo everything. So I'm in talks with uh, Afters right now and it looks as though Digital Live, the education event, will be in February 2022, which is a pain, but that's the way it is. I've got a lineup of some great speakers, just to, to name a few. Julie Masters, who you know very well. She's done a lot of work. Valentina Bourbon, uh, Melanie Hall, uh, Peter Mockery, who's taught me a lot about presentations, Jonathan Creek, they've all Kylie Kylie Davis, they've they've all given up their their day at no cost, and um, and all of the ticket revenue that we make goes towards uh, the hands across the water and the building of this uh, orphanage that hopefully we'll be cycling into in in August. So we've practically sold out for Digital Live February 2022. Having said that 
because of the change of the date, Sam, there'll be some people who won't be able to make the new date. So if anybody is interested in coming on Digital Live, just ask them to give me a call and uh, and I'll put them on the waiting list or, or, or get them sorted with a ticket. Yeah, well, it's a great venue. Actually, I did my presenting to camera course with Tracy Spicer at Afters. Oh, really? Well, did, funnily yeah. enough, Tracy yeah. Spicer was going to pop in to Digital Live yeah, at, awesome. the, at the end of August. That was all lined up uh, with, with Afters. And um, so how, how Afters came about is the Australian Film Television Radio School, they, they, they believe that their services can help real estate agents get better at video. So they just want to introduce some of their services to the industry. So they called me and said, is there an opportunity here to uh, host Digital Live at no cost and we'll bring some added value to help with, with your charity. And in exchange for that, we can get some live feedback on whether or not our programs uh, have a place in real estate. And that's how it came about. All right. One last question for you. What's on the cards for Steve Carroll for the next next six months we've just gone past end of financial year what are your personal goals so um well my personal goal is to get over to the uk to see my mum who is 82 um so you know sadly my father died away died just before covid hit and that was the last time i saw my mum so my personal goal is to get injected up uh, or vaxxed up and get over to the UK as soon as things happen there. Uh, from a business front, I'm working on three things. So I'm working with Julie Masters at the moment on a brand new presentation, which is uh, all about rising to the challenge. And a big part of the content from that presentation is based from my learnings from the bike ride, seeing over 100 people rise to the challenge and, and do that bike ride and, and change people's lives. So I've got some great content, great new presentation for um, 2022. So if you don't mind, if there's anybody listening who wants uh, a guest speaker, give me a call. Uh, second is obviously working closely with the Home Loop team. I think the technology uh, has got a, a real place in the industry. And obviously my job uh, is to promote it, be the ambassador for Home Loop. And the third thing is uh, the continuation of the work we're doing with hands across the water via the real estate industry. And uh, if I can crack those three things over the next six months, I'll be really happy. Never, never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Well, Steve, it's been awesome catching up with you. It's great to see you here in the studio. We're both in the same state now, so probably be seeing more of you. If there was one thing or one piece of advice or one thought that you'd like to leave everyone with out of all the stuff that we've talked about today, what would it be? One of the one of the greatest things I saw on the bike ride, um, so I've been very fortunate that I've worked with some great leaders, I've worked with some poor leaders uh, across the world, and I've learned lots. Um, but there were certain le leadership learnings that I picked up from the bike ride that will stay with me for a long time. And so one of those was we would break a, a day cycling up into 20 kilometer legs. So we do 20 kilometers, we'd have a rest, uh, some bananas, some fruit juice, uh, coconut water, milk, and then we do another 20 kilometers. And so what I noticed was we never celebrated people who got to the first break first. We weren't interested in celebrating their achievement. We were celebrating, we celebrated uh, 
most passionately and loudest when everybody succeeded. And so when I think about that from a real estate business perspective, we often spend so much time lauding the best agents, the the agents that have sold the most, the agents that have listed the most. And one of the things I'd be challenging all leaders as we go into 2022, as a culture, as an organization, you'll be so much more successful if you celebrate everybody getting over the line, not who gets over the line first. Mm, I think that's great advice and, and good food for thought for everyone out there. Steve Carroll, thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com. 